It's time for Real Estate Roundup. This is the time every single week we get together with noted real estate agent Terry Story. Terry is a 29-year veteran with Keller Williams located in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome back to the show, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve. So we were talking about this off air, and we have a little bit of a disagreement here. So (laughs) here's the question, or here's the point. Some homebuyers express concern that photos of their properties continue to live on real estate websites after they've closed on the purchase, and they're asking real estate professionals to help take them down, citing privacy and security issues. Someone named Deborah in Chicago wrote about this, and they're formally asking realtors to take off the photos. Yeah, we get that from time to time. Uh, we'll get a phone call, and they ask us to take down the photos, and, and we can. We take them out of the MLS system, which feeds to these third-party sites, and they can be removed. I get the concern, but as a a professional real estate agent, we really enjoy the photos. Not that we want to look at your furniture and your decorating. (laughs) We're really looking for, was that kitchen really updated? Because there's a lot of embellishing that goes on with agents when they sometimes write their descriptions. Is that true? I'm I'm shocked. (laughs) It's shocking. You know, um, they exaggerate Mm -hmm. how beautiful the kitchen might be or or how updated. Okay, so updated is a a very general term. We're talking 2018 update or 2001 update. Mm -hmm. So update, not all updates. All right, so the pictures are good for that type of thing. Correct. Okay. Correct. So I would argue, please keep the pictures because it's it's helpful. And the the way that I look at it, if you take your photos down and I'm going to sell the house next door, and I don't know what your house looked like. And now I sell the neighbor's house for less. Well, you're going to be mad, Mr. You know, buyer who just bought that house. I sold it for less because I didn't know what your house looked like. And I had just assumed it wasn't as nice. Mm-hmm. So I said, right. you know, well, I don't necessarily, I don't huh. totally buy that. But I think the bottom line is that once you've closed on the house and then you're kind of scouting around and you go and you see your house again. It's still up on the web. It's like, don't uh, look. I don't really like the way. Don't look. I don't like the way that feels. Okay. So I feel like it's kind of an invasion of privacy. I mean, I get your okay, point. Okay. Did you go back and look at your photos and do kumbaya and everything when you sold your home <laughs> just to take a look? No, but Deborah from Chicago did <laughs> and she didn't like it. All right, let's move on here. So last week we were talking about how home prices nationwide were up over 6%. Yes. And that means that people have more equity in their homes, which is a wonderful thing because that was something that we've been lacking for all these years after the 05 crisis. So now people are flush again. Yep. And experts like myself are warning that don't use it as a piggy bank. This is not a piggy bank. This is for, you know, your use. If you're going to move into the future, maybe take some money off the table in retirement if you want to get to your equity a little bit or for emergencies. Right. I agree wholeheartedly. We saw during the bad years, people buying boats and luxury goods and so on and so forth. And that aided in the crash of the market. Exactly. Now, it's okay to buy and to renovate your kitchen, put money back into the house. I think that's probably a healthy and good thing. As long as you know that you're going to, I believe the guideline should be, you know, have it paid off in five years. Hey, look. Yeah. Well, if you have the discipline to do that, that's fine. If you do. That would be what I would tell you to do. But here's the thing. We come across many people who really haven't saved enough. Right. And their equity in their home is really their only asset, their real asset. And and the assets can be fairly significant. That's right. And then as they age, they have to, let's say, go into an assisted living facility or they need some special care. They really don't have the assets 
to pay for that except for their home. That's right. And it makes total sense at that point in your life to sell your home, take that equity and use it to live the rest of your life in comfort. If you're spending all of that equity as the years progress, you really end up with nothing. That's right. And that, I think, is the true use because people tend to live in their houses a long time. So you're really going to need it at the end. It's almost like a, a bank account. For and at, at the very end, a reverse mortgage isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. Yeah. So you, you have to have equity to have a reverse mortgage, right. and you have to have at least 80%, I believe. Well, you're tapping the equity out of your home. You can do it through to a live. line of credit. Right. A home equity line of credit, or you can do it through a, re- a reverse mortgage. Reverse mortgages aren't perfect, but in the right situation, they can really be lifesavers, in my opinion. Yep, I agree. Okay. All right. Here's a question that was raised. If neighbors share a wall, who fixes mutual problems? Here's the question. I live in a townhome in a homeowners association where there are four units attached on each parcel by an archway. I have bees in the wall of the archway that need to be removed. My neighbor says that the association is responsible because the problem is not within the four walls of our units. Mm. The association says it's my responsibility. Who is correct? Well, there's no one answer. You need to absolutely look at the documents and see. Uh, And don't necessarily take the word of the association because half the times they don't even read their own documents. Well, first of all, your neighbor is... It, you respect your neighbor's opinion, but it may not be an expert that's opinion. Right. That's right. So really, the answer is in the documents. And if the documents don't cover this, it would fall under common law. And under common law, then it would, would revert for you to handle it between the two of you and not the association. Okay. You were bringing up an issue if people shared a roof. Right. And I mean, having bees in the wall, one thing, but it would be more common if there were roof problems and roofs had to be replaced. That's right. And you see it all the time. So what happens is you've got four units one roof, but they're a little subdivided a little bit. And you're in the middle, you need to replace your roof because it's leaking. You ask the neighbor to go ahead and change their roof. They don't have the money to do it, et cetera, et cetera. So you go ahead and change your little one fourth of the roof. Mm-hmm. Now you have this beautiful, shiny white roof and everyone else is you know, gray and dungy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look good. So if you're buying a property like a townhome with attached properties, just know what you're getting into. Find yeah. out. A, a lot of times it's covered by the association. So all the roofs are changed at once. Well, the association so would have an interest in keeping everything conforming. Yeah, but there are a lot of neighborhoods out there that I don't know what happened. Yeah. It's not done that way. Yeah. Just know what you're getting into. Okay. Okay. I mean, I have seen these uh, these situations where, you know, there's different color roofs on, on attached townhouses. Right. Right. And you know that that's not the intention, but I think they ran into the situation you just mentioned. That's right. All right. My guest, as always, is Terry Story, a 29-year veteran with Keller Williams, located in Boca Raton, Florida. And she can be found at terrystory.com. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me, Steve.